generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome in. You are listening to a previously recorded podcast from the Keep the Change catalog. Now, before you turn this off and think, no, I think I've already listened to that one, just remember that you might hear something in this episode that you didn't hear the first time round. That can happen because we change who we become in that time as well, and you may not have needed the information or the lesson at that time. So these lessons that are titled with an acronym to start, in case you weren't listening, are designed to bring you up to speed with some of the principles and some of the podcasts that people have said have really taught them something. Now you might listen for a second time or this could be the first time you listen because you've found Keep the Change later than other people. And that's completely fine. We're just stoked to have you here and listening to the podcast, Increasing Your Learning. So please don't turn this one off. Get it in the old ears and let us know what you think. Welcome and you are listening to a very, very special edition of the Keep the Change podcast because we've got a hell of a guest today, someone you're going to learn a lot from and I'm going to be very intrigued to see where this one goes. Hamish Taylor from Yachties of New Zealand, mate, thank you for giving us the time to come and tell us about the uh, the OE on steroids, if we can call it that. Yeah, we can, mate. Thanks for having me, Luke. Good to be here. Not a problem. So, mate, tell us, uh, I guess to give the people some context out there, you've been Overseas, how many years now? Uh, six be? years. Six years, yeah. Working on super yachts all over the world, all effectively. Over the world, yeah. Yeah. And then what you've done is you've obviously get asked by a number of people, how do you do that? Uh, how do you set up this bank account? How did you get your first gig? And then you've basically built a, a platform, so to speak, where people can come and learn all of that stuff, like how they can get started, what to expect once you're in it, and then what to do on the other side of it, right? Yeah, pretty much. So, um, so I've been going for about two years. 
um, and then got a bit of a feel for the lay of the land and how the system works and all that sort of stuff. And um, and um, I had this this concept in my head where I was like, you know, there's got to be uh, um, uh, an easier, more efficient way to um, get young Kiwis into the industry. So I had this little um, little idea where we can do a website, and it basically st- the, the the initial concept was just a. Um, like a, just a checklist, let's put a checklist together, what you need to do, why you need to do it, how yep. you need to do it, the the uh, companies or organisations that are going to provide that service. Um, so then I went to the drawing board with that. I got on board Kano, my business partner, um, and the, then we went and had a chat with Flight Digital, the um, the web developers in uh, at Eden Terrace there, and then once we started having those conversations and then, then the, the idea really um, evolved to um, like the... Not not just the getting in stage, but also why you're in, in it, and also getting out of it. You yep. just kind of exploded from there, and then it's been about probably two to three years of website development and building and um, partnerships, re- rearranging, and bringing on partnerships, uh, de- developing partnerships, um, uh, bringing on board um, companies and organisations, and fine tuning the the service that we provide and the website, and going back to the drawing board and re- rejigging things around. Yep, and that took probably three years to get to the product that we've got now. Nice one. So Yotties of in Yotties of New Zealand if people want to check it out. But how did you come across going and working uh, in this industry? Where did it come from for you? Um, so I knew. Um, so we're going to go back to our our or two days. So yep. um, just to paint a bit of a picture to your to your audience, um, me and Luke we met down in um, at Palmerston North there um, during uh, our Massey University days. What a spot! Uh, what a spot! <laughs> Paradise down there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we met down there. I think it was through, was it gigs? I think you. And I, I think I was yep. good mates with gigs, and then, and then um, I think I, I became friends with you through gigs. And gigs and, and Luke used to work at the uh, Woolworths distribution centre. What another great spot! Yeah, <laughs> a few characters in there, and then <laughs> and then I ended up working there a couple in a couple of years after that for for six months or whatever. So that, that's how me and Luke became mates. Um, was through through this guy gigs. Uh, what, what a what a character that guy. Yeah, um, and then it sort of went from there. Um, so I I went down to Massey University and I um I came from a more rural um, background and upbringing. Um, so I studied, um, did a bachelor in applied science degree with an agriculture major, and then also did a um, diploma in agriculture. Um, and then beyond that, I stayed down in the Manawatu too, um, working um, in livestock. I was um, worked for um, one of the one of the um, the big export companies in New Zealand, uh, working in the livestock side of things. Um, and I was doing that for four or five years. Um, and then came to a bit of a crossroads in my life where I wanted to to mix things up a little bit and get out of the manor too. Um, for you know that, that's quite natural when you spend when you spend nine years around yep. Palmerston North and that. Um, so I wanted to mix it up a little bit. So I knew and I hadn't really done much travel at that stage, and I was like, you know, re- you know really wanted to travel. And I came from a bit of a like recreational boating background growing up, doing lots of fishing and water sports around the country and diving and all that sort of stuff. And sorry, had a bit of a passion for the ocean and the water. Um, and then I knew about this super yacht, and, you know, it was just some kind of fantasy land way in the mm. distance. I had a cousin that was doing it. I had a friend from high school that was doing it. So I basically got in touch with them and picked their brains and they, you know, they sort of started to put me in, in the right track. And then you start to like do a bit of research and, and, and realise, or figure out what you need to do and why you need to do it and how you need to do it, all that sort of stuff. And went through that process and within like two or three months I was on a plane to the south of France, down in uh, Antibes, which is like the super yacht capital of the world. It's sort of between um, Nice and, and Cannes. Um, yeah, big, big super hot super yacht hub in there. So just went over there and um, checked in and, and then went from there. So did you have to have any qualifications before you went over or you just jumped on a plane? 
yeah, it's, it's surprisingly actually quite easy to, yeah. to the qualification you need to do is called the STCW, and it's a seven day um, basic um, marine uh, maritime survival safety sort of course that you can do it. Um, you can do it here in Auckland at the um, at the maritime school, which I'm studying at at the moment uh, at the Toyohamai Bay of Plenty Polytech and also Nelson Polytech seven day course. And seven they, days, seven 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 day course, and and you you learn a lot about the ocean and safety in the ocean and how to fight fires on on boats and um and um like you know basic abandoned ship and life jackets you know just like the basic stuff that you need to know yeah but when you work on a ship so went into the seven day course you have to do a maritime medical with a guy here in Parnell and then that qualifies you you're you're qualified to then work on a boat the seven day course in in a in a, in a medical that takes you twenty minutes sounds better than my eight years of study to be a chartered accountant mate uh, seven <laughs> days how good yeah. so you, you get in a plane and you go over there were you like nervy with a family like mate this is a bit loose what's the you know what was the vibe like uh, it was a good vibe um, yeah. like it's a really exciting opportunity when you know you're, you're going overseas to France to pursue um, well I didn't realize it was going to be a career at that stage but pursue um, like a, a like a you know a new life a yeah. new life and, and have it work on super yachts for a little while um, you know that's really exciting and then yeah and then it's just so happened that the way things have evolved and you know I've, I've really enjoyed it and and you know like to think that um, I'm okay at it and then so it's turned into a bit more of a, a long term career now yeah so yeah. what was your first job when you got over there like what were you having to do on the boats um so you start when first job start as a junior deckhand um so I met a guy down in Italy. Um, at a, a super yacht um, port down in Italy, um, who he was a captain of a yacht at the time. Oh, he, he's still the captain of this boat, um, and I just met him on the dock. And I was, well, you do this thing called dock walking, where you um, basically walk along the docks with your CV because um, getting your first job isn't easy. Like it, yeah. you don't land in France and then they roll out the red carpet. Mm. You like you know, here's here's the job. You know, take it. Yeah. Like you get there, but then that's only that's that's only half the challenge. The next part of the challenge is um, finding a gig. Finding a gig. So you can do that through meeting people at the at the bars or going to recruitment agencies, but that's a little bit more difficult when you don't have an experience. So you do this other thing called dock walking, where you walk along the docks with the super yachts and you just hand your your one page CV, two page CV to to you know whoever you know at the back of a boat, all the boats are parked up, you know, yeah, re- reversing, and they've got a gangway that comes out, and you just hand your CV out if you see people, and if they're employing someone at the time, then and you, you, they've got your CV, then sweet. So. I went down to Italy, um, down to do so, I'd do some dock walking down there, and, and met a captain on the dock, um, this guy Eagle from Croatia, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, this is interesting." And then he called me a few days later. We had a bit of a phone interview, and then, um, and then yeah, and then he employed me, and then I think um, he employed me, and then was employed, and then I showed up to Berlin for a couple of days, like met Gibbo over in Berlin because I had like a couple of weeks between yeah. know, that point and. Jumping on this boat, so I went and sh- uh, met met up with Gibbo in Berlin, and we had had a few days up there, and then shot down to uh, Italy, and then and then jumped on this boat, and then and then that was the start of it. Nice. So, what yeah. sort of work were you doing on the boat to start with? So I was like a junior deckhand slash solo deckhand. So it was a um, thirty-five meter yacht. Yeah. And so I was pretty much doing a lot of the tender driving. So they call they call the boats that you know the smaller boats that you drive around. Um, they're called tenders. So looking after the tender. Driving the driving all the guests around, um, like around the south of France, which is where we were based around, um, and then just the daily maintenance, day to day setup of the yacht, making sure everything's like you know, spick and span, and yeah. you know for for the owners and when they're coming to hang out, you know they're there for the holiday and they've got the yacht, so everything has to be perfect. So um, yeah, so boat driving um, and maintenance, day to day maintenance and setting up of the boat and, and making sure we're all good to go for the day. Yeah. Wow. And so when you get a gig like that, do they? Do you have sort of like a time frame for how long 
that role will last for, or is it basically like you're employed and then we'll just see how it goes? Yeah, so that particular um, position was just a temporary summer um, summer job because when in the winter time they go back to Genoa uh, in Italy there and then they just park out for the winter. Yeah. So that was just a temporary summer gig, so they don't need anyone full time. So, so did did my gig there. And then that, that was finished, and that's when I met you boys in Rio. That's right. Finished there. We flew down. I flew down to um to Brazil, and then we watched our mate Scotty at the Olympics for for he was in the sevens team. So yeah. we, what, what, we watched them, and then um after that, then I went back, flew back up to back up to Antibes, and then and then started looking for my next job, and then you know um, upgraded to another boat that was a bit bigger, and then yeah. was there for about fourteen months, and then went to another bigger boat after that, and then dropped down the size onto the boat that I'm on now. Do you remember in Rio we were down partying with uh, some of the athletes, let's say, and then we got asked to move and we went up to that pool and we pushed someone in and then we all got kicked out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, so they, they had these, because um, the whole complex was like blocked off or something, wasn't yeah, yeah. it? Yeah, what was it? Okay. we got invited in, yeah. yeah. It was like these hotels in the Olympic Village and we went in there and yeah. sent it, but it was just this pretty quiet hotel and we got loose ads with all the... the the, the boys and the girls from the men's men's and women's sevens team and <laughs> we were in the foyer and then eventually they came and were like you guys need a mm. and there was another team there I think it was Aussie maybe as well and they sent us up to some floor and I think I think it might have been me I hope not I think I pushed gigs into the pool oh, yeah. <laughs> into the pool yeah and then we all got the get the fuck out of here yeah yeah <laughs> I mean there was someone was in like a wheelie bin like coming out in a wheelie bin and then <laughs> someone else was like like you know this is a really nice hotel like five star hotel big huge open marble floor and everyone's getting loose airs in the lobby and one of the other guys was like spewing up all over the marble floor and like oh my god <laughs> disgraceful yeah. yeah not a good representation of uh kiwis so uh you got your first gig and then so what how many roles are you into now as such like how many boats have you ended up working on in this uh is it six? No, it's not. Is it six years? Yeah, six yeah, years. So yeah. I've been been um, on four boats in that time. Okay. Um, so I came back home um, in April this year to um, to to get my next qualification so I can progress in the industry. Um, so I was given leave without pay from this boat um, for six months to come home and get qualified. Um, but prior to leaving, I've been on this boat for three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't say whose boat it is, which is fair enough. But uh, what are these boats worth roughly? Um, so the 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 boat that I work on now is four it's just coming up four years old and when that was launched um I think it was 180, 180 million euros. Hundred and eighty million euros it, it cost to, or was it US Shit. dollars? US dollars. I'm not too Can sure you say the name of it or you're not you can't probably shouldn't. No I can't say the okay, name of it no, Sweet. No. no that's all right. Yeah. And and so you've obviously met some amazing people through this this journey. Yep. And then you've had people reaching out being like like what is this lifestyle you live? Um how do I do it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was um that was uh, the, basically the, the whole the whole reason I came up with this this business and this website was to make things as easy as possible for people because there is a lot of information that you can find and a lot of it's conflicting and some of it might be relevant to someone from one country but it may not be relevant to the next. Yeah. So um, I took all the information that you could possibly need at any stage of your career and made the whole made it simplified the whole lot um, and came up with the website and just said, here, this is what you need to do, how you need to do it, why you need to do it. it it's it's laid out nice, so there's a, a checklist that you can follow, and it's and I like to think that I'm giving our, our users and our clients the, the, the correct information, that, and they're doing it the most efficient way as possible using, you know, these companies that, that we endorse and, and um, yeah, just 
making it as easy as possible because it can get very complicated and confusing mm. when you've got things like travel involved and qualifications and visas and even like a bank account or setting up a phone number for someone to ring you like I suppose all of that stuff right it's yeah, a, yeah. It's a brand new world yeah, yeah. exactly yeah so it's it's trying to put put all the um you know when when you're living on shore you've got all your networks in place you know you got your insurance company and you got your bank and you've got your phone provider and well you know if you're renting a house and you know you all these services that you rely on this is basically the equivalent um the equivalent but for a yacht crew member because we don't have to worry about cars or internet yeah. or, f- or food or anything like that we don't have all of these all these worries that you would um on a day-to-day life so instead we we have to rely on other companies that gonna that are providing us services so we can um you know we can keep the ball rolling through life so yeah this is a website where we all the all the services that people may need are here for them nice yeah and so are you you're fed your You've got accommodation. You're watered. Like, what? What do you get as part of these roles? Um, so, um, you're employed on the boat. Um, you're paid in um, US dollars or euros, depending on you know that can depend on um, where the company of your boat's registered or where, where um, who owns it or you know. Or yeah. So you basically paid in euros or US dollars. Um, paid into offshore bank account, um, and then. And then, um, so your food's provided, so we have the chefs, we've got the galley, so on our boat we've got three chefs, um, the internet's provided, we don't have any power bills or your phone bills, or you know, you've got your SIM card, but yeah. you know, that's about it, yeah. Wow, wow, so it's a pretty uh, lean lifestyle because you you don't have many expenses, right? Yeah, you just have to worry about turning up for work each day. Shit. And, and, and sometimes how hungover you're going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so you... But so, do you live on the boat? Live on the boat, yeah. So yeah. we have um, crew quarters. So we have uh, we've got a big long crew corridor. Um, we've got twenty eight crew, and then there's um, rooms all across the side of the crew corridor, and you have two people in each room. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we've got a bunk room, um, and you've got like a couple of cupboards, a bunch of drawers. You've got a desk. You've got an ensuite, toilet, shower, bathroom. So basically, everything that you need is in this little. Um, Five five square meter space. Yeah, and then and then you wake up in the morning, put put your put your boardies and and your and your shirt on, and you You're go, into it. go have some weedies, and then you and then, <laughs> and then and then we meet out. We you know say you meet out on deck seven fifty five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And like, how do you exercise or like um, those sorts of things? Depends on the boat. So we're we're lucky enough. We've got a gym on board, so we we can use that. But yeah. um, that's because of our size. We we you know we do have a few more facilities. Um, yeah. But if you're on a smaller boat, um, then a little bit more in- improvising, like you know, sort of more um, like garage sort of workout gear, and on the smaller boats, yeah. Um, and then, or if you're on a boat um, that is parked up in you know a port for a lot of the time, say Barcelona or Antibes or Fort Lauderdale or something, they they can join gyms as well. But yeah. we're we we we're, we're world cruising. We we do a lot of travelling, um. So um, we don't have the the um the pleasure of being able to join gyms or sports yeah. clubs or anything anything like that. So yeah. And so where are these people going on these boats? They just um, like just tripping around, or are they hosting people, or what's the what's the go? So what happens with um, with our boat? So we're we're completely international. So we we move, we move countries. So um, we'll go from um, we'll say one country. Let's just say um, Costa Rica. We're in Costa Rica. Then um, then the the family that owns our boat they'll come in for a holiday for a week, and then they'll leave again. They'll go back to their home, and then we shift countries after that. Then we'll go to the next destination. Maybe like Mexico or up to Washington, might be up to Alaska. So we, we've spent a lot of time in the last few years around that um, 
around the Pacific Ocean between like Hawaii, Alaska, yeah. Mexico, California, uh, Washington, uh, Galapagos, uh, Panama, down to Tahiti. So we've sort of been doing the circle for the last few years. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So it's just country or destination, and they'll come in, have a holiday for a week or so, and then and then clear off again. And so do you get to meet them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we they come on board, and we so we've got a lot of facilities, and we're um, water sports, or you know we've got loads and loads of stuff like. Stupid, yeah. stupid amounts of stuff <laughs> like jet skis and all sorts of shit. Oh yeah, we've got loads, loads of them. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we've got everything from like helicopters, um, helicopter. We've got quad bikes. We've got submarine. Um, we've got loads of jet skis, wakeboarding boats, scuba diving gear, fishing gear, surfing gear, um, sailing stuff. Uh, I mean, wake, wakeboarding. Did I say scuba diving? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the list. Yeah, the list goes. We 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 we've got. We're fortunate enough. We we've got lots of stuff that um that. That they can do, yeah. Um, so they want to come in and they want to have a holiday, but also when 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 they want to, they can go do some cool stuff as well. So we're basically there to shift the boat from A to B, make sure when they're on when they're on board, make sure it looks mint. So we get up early each day and, and set the boat up, make sure it looks like you know seven star, like yeah, you know, it's absolutely perfect. Um, and then we get into the groove of the day and just do a few activities, and and so they'll be like, um, yeah, we want to go and do this, so we. We have um, on in our crew. We've got uh, people that specialise in different areas, and so if they want to go and do this this thing, then this uh, like the scuba dive guy and and you know them and then one or two others will go scuba diving. Yeah, and then I'm the fishing guy. So if if they want to go fishing, then they'll be like, Yo, Hamish, we want to do some fishing. You know, two hours time, we want to go chase some, uh, you know, whatever type of fish. Then I'll yeah. get, get some fishing gear ready, and then away we go for a few hours. So we'll go do some fishing gear. Yeah. Sure. And so when they're not on the boat, mm-hmm. like what? Um, what are you up to when there's no one on the boat? Is it just the crew? Um, just the crew. Um, yeah. So if we're um, moving countries, like at the moment, the boat's heading down to um, heading down to the Pacific Islands. Um, so it's it's doing a two week crossing down down there. Um, so that you know, takes two weeks. Um, yeah. And if um, if we're in like you know we might be in a port, we're just doing like we'll just do a, like an eight to five routine, and we're just doing the maintenance and. You know, like it's like a you know, any any day we can be doing any number of jobs. There's hundreds and hundreds of jobs that you could be doing. Yeah. So it's well. just we we accumulate a big jobs list and um, we just work work our way through that. You know, high, you know priority. This is this needs to be done. Da da da. Yeah. Um, and then you know semi priority. So if we get on top of the the major stuff, um, then we can you know get into the bit more deeper. And if we're on top of all that, then we can go a bit deeper again. So yeah. And how, how many people will be working on these uh, yachts? Uh, so our yacht we're 87 meters and we've got 28 crew. Shit. Yep. That's a big business in New Zealand. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And they're all doing, obviously, from chefs to bloody junior deckhands to senior, like all sorts, right? Yeah, exactly. So we've got um, captain, um, uh, three officers, um, and then we have the deck team, which I'm in the deck team. Um, And then we have, like, the interior, so housekeeping, um, stewardesses for service, um, the laundry guy. Um, and then the galley, uh, three three chefs, and then we've got the engineers. So there's four en- engineers as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And um, what's who, who's the most famous person you've uh, met on one of these boats? Can you say? <laughs> yeah. So I've I've met a lot of people. Like um, you wouldn't you know they're famous in the right circles. Yeah. Um, you've met a lot of famous like you know in their in, in their industry, and they're not so much household names. Mm. Um, but most famous person I'll would have met would be Mel Gibson and there was only just by chance he, he came on to, to our boat during the Cannes, yeah. Cannes Film Festival and, and I was sort of outside just in one of the lockers there and 
and I just shut the door and then Mel Gibson standing right in front of me like didn't even know he was calling by or anything and he's, he's Mel Gibson just right here shit so I said oh g'day mate and then <laughs> that was yeah. it. I was just like oh shit he's yeah. Mel Gibson so I was like oh g'day mate <laughs> wow hey mate <laughs> pretty much that's what I said <laughs> yeah far out it must be uh, yeah it must be interesting trying to almost like comprehend that stuff you're probably a little bit immune, immune to it now but you know coming from a, like a rural background in New Zealand effectively mm. to then being you know on super yachts and stuff with just some household names around the world yeah, yeah. I mean yeah it's it's what you make of it. Yeah. Um, like some some people I work with, kind of they they sort of um, they just sort of get into the groove of it, and they and they um, they're just going through the groove, and it becomes a job. But like it still is a job, but you have to appreciate what you're doing. Like I appreciate every moment. Yeah. When I'm out there doing, you know, you're in these amazing locations, working on this sick yacht, um, hanging out with really cool people. Like you have to appreciate every moment and, and make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's that's how I like to live my life, like you know, like make make the most out of life, and, mm. and, and you know, grab the bull by the horns and yeah, and and, and own it. Yeah. So you get paid in uh, US dollars. I assume you get paid pretty well, but then you've got no uh, no expenses as well. So yeah, yeah. it must be quite a good way to get ahead, effectively. It's a good way to get ahead. Yep. Yeah. 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 It works well. Um, it is a. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 a good way to get ahead. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. yeah. And do you think like a lot of Kiwis just wouldn't even think about doing something like this? Like it's pretty, especially the way I grew up through university and stuff. Being an accountant, it was like go to uni, become a chartered accountant, then go to go to the UK, and you can work over there and you can make good money. You can come back and you'll be able to buy a house. That's kind of like the uh, well trod path as such. But mm. this is kind of something completely different. But it seems like it's actually quite accessible. It's it's very accessible, um, but it's um, it's just the awareness because. It's something you just you know well you got below deck which has given it a lot of publicity probably a bit bit too much bad publicity yeah um but uh, you know that's for the people that that are in that do work in the industry kind of don't really like it so much um but when you're don't you don't work in the industry and um and you watch below deck you know that gives you a little bit of an insight you can understand the basic principles but it's not um you know it's not really how it's like you know it's very over dramatized yeah yeah. Um, but anyway, that, that's the exposure that the super yachts get in New Zealand, um, and that's another reason why I came up with this, this business because it is easy and it is accessible, and I want to um, give young Kiwis that opportunity. So I've, I've laid it out for for mm. them, like you know, here it is. This is what you need to do. How you need to do it. You know, let's yeah. go. And what does that seven day course cost to do? Not that much. Uh, I don't know what it is now. I did mine um, six and a half years ago, but oh, back then. It was only like twelve hundred bucks or something. Wow! It's, it's basically like it's your ticket, like it's a super yeah. yachting ticket. Yeah. Shit. And and how hard is it to get a get a role? Like I suppose there's probably a lot of people trying to get these same jobs, right? Um. So Kiwis are real sought after. Everyone loves employing Kiwis. We're only a very small um, part of the the labour market. Yeah. Uh, maybe five to ten percent of the total labour market. Total labour market's made up of primarily Brits, Aussies, Sapphires, and Kiwis. Yeah. Um. But the, we did lose, lose a lot of Kiwis during COVID um, because people were stuck on boats and, and they couldn't get home and then they finally, and then you get over it um, because it may look all glamorous, but you are living on a boat and, yeah. and you do um, get sick of people you work with sometimes or you do, um, you can't, if, if there's something going on in your own life or um, a conflict with someone that you work with, you can't escape. Yeah, yeah. And so the COVID caused a lot of stress for a lot of people and then, um, and then adding to it the, People can't get home because we've got quite a good leave schedule. Um, 
you know, you get two or three or four months off a year, even more, depending on what sort of position you have, and that's on full pay too. Wow. So Holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. So I, I have a three-one um, contract, so I work for three months and then come home for, or I have one month leave. Yeah. Three months, one month, and that's, that's full pay as well. So 90 days leave a year on full pay. Holy shit. And do you come home usually, or do you end up, like, going somewhere? Um, I've... Uh, over the last few years, I've been been away and done courses over at like Fort Lauderdale in Florida there, yeah. south of Florida. Um, so my leave has mainly been made up of doing courses because I'm like trying to progress and get qualified so I can you know obtain these higher positions and you know yeah. progress as as a career. Yeah. Um. So um. So that's the kind of leave schedule. Um. But uh, you're going back to your question about um how easy is it? Um. It is. It is. Um, it depends on your person, on the personality. It's, first of all, at Kiwi, that's a big tick. Kiwis are very employable just because of our nature and our work ethic. Yeah. You know, that's all there is. Everyone knows that. Everyone, everyone loves working with Kiwis. So that, um, so that helps you out. Um, so you, when, when you turn up in the south of France, you're Kiwi, sweet. That's a, that's a big tick right there. Um, but you can't just like, oh yeah, I'm Kiwi. You know, give me a job. Like you know, yeah, yeah. The, the red carpet is not rolled out for you. You have to work. You got to get your CV right. Um, you got to get your references right. You got to get. You got to. You got to get. Put yourself in a position to get an interview, and then when you get an interview, you got to. You know, you got to nail it. Yeah. Because there is a lot of other people that are getting interviewed. A lot of South Africans out in the industry, Brits, Aussies as well. So you've got to actually stand out, stand out in the crowd to actually actually get a get a job. Yeah. So getting doing the week course is easy. Getting your medicals easy. Getting on, on a plane and going to France is easy. Um, but then you got to get your first job. Kiwis are sought after, um, and I want. Um, and that's why I've done this. I want to help yeah. more Kiwis get into the industry um, because we, I think we, we lost a lot of people during COVID. They all came home. So our total pool of Kiwis is um, reduced significantly. But I want to try and build that up again. So, you know, that, that's, you know, what we're here for. Yeah, nice. Yeah. And do though, I suppose because we we don't have heaps of this lifestyle in New Zealand, so there's not heaps of yachts, for instance, mm-hmm. um, then Kiwis probably just don't think about this as a career path, right? No, no, like, uh, as you mentioned before, like, our, as Kiwis, our life is sort of unofficially laid out for us. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, you go to high school and then you go to university and you find a girlfriend and you get married and, and then you... Go to buy a house. Go buy a house and then yeah. you live happily ever after. So Try that, and pay it off before you retire and then realise, fuck, I don't have any money because all I did was pay my mortgage my whole life. Yep. Sorry, people. Yep. And, and then it's, and it's getting even, you know, that, that's, it's even harder now. So, yeah. So the temp, that's the template for New Zealanders. So I'm trying to... You know, give an alternative option to doing that. I'm not yeah. saying don't get married or buy a house yeah, or whatever, yeah. but if there are other options that that isn't um, getting married and having kids, there is other options to going to UK and having a two year OE. This is this is um, you know this is a, a very very good alternative. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And do you through Yachty's in New Zealand? Do you teach people that okay? How here's how to do your CV, your references, like get them sweet on all that stuff, so they have a better chance of getting a gig. Um, not so much a CV because we've got one of our partners as a guy that does CVs. Okay, yeah. Um, also we've got information on there on how to do it. Um, and then if people want to use a, another company that we've partnered with to make them a nice, sexy Yachty CV, then they can just get in touch with them for like 30 euros and do a nice CV and it's money well spent. Nice, nice. Yeah, so um, I try and provide, um, put on a plate all the services that people are going to need yeah. at some stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every solution, so just solve each of the problems before they're basically a problem for someone. Exactly, because pe- people like to to put up barriers and be like, "Oh, this is too hard, and that's too hard." But you know, my my goal is to get more Kiwis in the industry, and I want to you know, take down those barriers and make it as easy as possible. So yeah. you know, here it is. Who's got the biggest yacht in New Zealand? Do you know? 
probably Graham Hart. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah. He had a um yeah, he built a he's built a few yachts now. Yeah. He's yeah, he's the He's yeah. pretty well known around yachting circles. Is he? Some, bit, some big yachts, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So that's New Zealand's richest man, uh, wealthiest person uh, for, for those who may be, may be wondering who he is. We did a podcast about the rich list recently, and he's uh, at the top, I think he's worth about $13 billion. Mm. Um, So, okay, cool. Yep. And do you go down to, like when you're in Auckland here, do you head down to the viaduct and think like, fuck, these things are tiny? Or uh, has anyone got any <laughs> ma- massive pieces of kit down there? I mean, uh, well, I've been here during winter, Um and there's not too many yachts that hang out in Auckland over winter time because you know if you're an, if you own a yacht you want your your yacht in somewhere warm. You gotcha. So um, yeah, there's not much here right now, but I have seen a few yachts starting to come in. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, not too sure. Haven't, haven't haven't really seen any. And yeah. when they do come in, like if when you when you're here, do you sort of know like what they are or whose it might be or um, around like the circles? You you do learn who who's who's who. Like yeah, you, we 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 all compare notes like. You'll work on boats, and then you leave boats, and and then other people come and join you, and you, you know, it's a huge world. I think mm. there's like thirty-eight or you know forty thousand crew members around the world, but it is quite a small community as well. But it's quite bizarre how you can have like such a large slash small community spread out all over the world. It's, it's it's really unique how how it works. Yeah. But anyway, you do always know, and the longer you're in the industry, you know more people that have worked on this boat or that boat, and. You're yeah. always meeting up in different parts of the world, you know, having a beer somewhere, and yeah. um, and you compare notes, and you know, you you do learn to um, figure out who who some of the bigger boats are owned by as well. You just compare notes, so um, especially the bigger ones like you know the real real monsters, um, usually Middle Eastern or Russian owned. Could you get into this from like no experience, no university, for instance? Like you could just decide, right, I want to have a crack at this. Just yeah. about anyone, yeah. Anyone can have a crack. Yeah. Um. Not necessarily necessarily going to get a job, but you are employed on like your character. You got to have a bit of character to work on one of these things. So you got to you got to have something to offer. Yeah. Maybe you don't have, um, like uh, you know, if you're if you're, you know, like a, some sort of trade. A lot of engineers or deck guys have got a trade, so they can bring some skills to the table. Um, I came up from like a you know recreational maritime upbringing. Um, and then also. Worked on farms, so you're a bit more of a hands-on type of guy as well. Yep. So you can bring those sorts of skills. Um, and if you were, if you worked on restaurants or bars around the place, you can contribute to that. You know, contribute to the boat in that way because you can make cocktails and you know you're good yeah. at service. So, and then you can mould those people to that that high high standard um, that that boats require. But if you didn't come from anything like that. Um, it's then it becomes down to so we have to put our CVs in our photo as well. So, yeah, photo a photo on your CV, Fo- yeah, photo yeah. a photo of your CV. So like that's that's the first thing you see when you're when you're employing someone. You look at the photo. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's quite weird, but anyway, that's just how it is. And, you know, it is a little bit of a superficial kind of industry. Gotcha. Um, so put your photo. That's your first impression. Like, and you, you can go through CVs and and just be like, nah, nah, just based on the photo. Really, yeah, can yeah. be a little bit brutal, yeah. regardless of what what it, what's in it. Yeah. Um. So you, if you if you tick the photo box, then and then it's like okay, so step one, that's step one. Yeah. You pass the photo. Yeah. <laughs> pass the photo test. Um, and then you then you look through the CV and you'll be like, okay, so uh, this is you know this is the sort of job that they've had in the past or, you know, they've been to university. You know, so okay, mm. so if they've been to university, that, that's that's a good thing. Or if they've like um, if they've sub, they've come from some sort of career, especially customer service, um. So they can bring like, you know, um, like transfer the the people skills. You know, being able to interact um, positively with people. Yeah. 
and then okay, so this person that doesn't have the experience that we require, but you know they may still do all right. Let's give them an interview. So you call them up and then you um, have a chat with them to see um, you know just how they talk. Yeah, you, you can tell a lot from you know just how someone talks and you ask yeah. them questions and you know, that's what an interview is all about. So yeah, um, so you can just but okay, yes, yeah, so this this person could be suitable. So you give them a shot. Nice. Um, yeah, so it is possible, but um, yeah. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this, and then and then you're going to get a job and not and not expect to work because you, it does look glamorous, but you do have to work. Yeah, like yeah. you do work some very long hours, um, and you do um, can get quite tired, um, and you can get a bit stressed, um, depending on what you've got going on. So it's not just oh, okay, I'm going to go. You know, it may look all glamorous and go hang out on a yacht and have have a cocktail on on the back or anything like that. You know, it's not what it's like. Like yeah. you have to do a lot of work to actually go and have that cocktail on the back of a yacht. Like you know, you've yeah. had to do some hard yards to be like, okay, let's chill out and have a drink now. And so, what do you do in your uh, downtime? Like when you're not working or doing your duties, what do you do to to chill out as such? Um, so I I like fishing. So if I can go, we we travel a lot around like tropical locations. So if I can get out and do some fishing and go like I like chasing big game fish. So if we can go catch a marlin or a big tuna or something somewhere, then that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, and if if um if we, we can't do that, then um usually I'll, I'll I've got like a bit of a routine when 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 we have days off. Um, it's I'll go work out and then I'll just work on, you know, I just work on my business or work on other businesses or other ventures or I do like a little bit of investing around the place and yeah. I'm just like being trying to be proactive like, you know, from a business sense, mm. like, you know, chatting to people, doing to research, moving some money around, investing in here, starting a new business over here or a new partnership or, yeah. you know, whatever it is, you know, I've got lots of stuff going on. So Keep yourself busy. I just work on a lot of that, yeah. 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 So what what is it like a standard day on a on a yacht, like a, it's a nine to five or what? Yeah, eight to five. Eight to um, five. Just yeah. seven fifty-five. Meet out on the deck, boys. Um, yep. So we'll have a meeting, um, discuss what we're going to be doing for the day. Then we all like break up into our different. Um, you know, one guy's going to go over there. Two guys are going to go and do this job, or you know. So in the, we've got a deck team of nine guys, eight or nine guys, and so we just like all um, you know disperse, like have a meeting. Yep. What's going on? What we're doing? Um, what, and get stuck in. And just get stuck yep. in and just 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 graft it out. And so what sort of role have you got now? So you started as a junior deckhand, I think you said, right? So yep. what's uh, where are you at at this stage? So I'm uh, I'm lead deckhand. Yeah. Um, so that's like, uh, so the, the... Big dog. The big dog. <laughs> Not quite. HT, the big dog. Ho- yeah. ho- hopefully I'll be the big dog soon when I, when I get this um, past my exam in a week's time. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, so the structure on our boat, captain, chief officer, um, second officer, third officer, um, then myself, the lead deckhand, and then there's um, seven deckhands um, underneath. Wow. So yeah. th- you're back at the moment studying. So what's this course you're doing at the moment, and, uh, and do you have to do it or? Yeah, um, if you want to keep progressing in, in the industry, then yes, you need to do this one. Um, so it is, it's called the the Chief Mate Yacht Diploma Three Thousand. So the Three Thousand is not like uh, some fancy model, like yeah. But boats are measured on um, on uh, the internal volume, and yeah. so Three Thousand gross tons is that's what the internal volume is of of the vessel. Um, so it's. Uh, it's a, a in New Zealand we call it a diploma. It's a level six diploma. Yep. Um, and and it's a it's a six month course that covers a huge huge. The syllabus is massive. Um, and you have to you know everything from like safety to navigation to global communication systems to um, celestial navigation to advanced firefighting. The list just goes on and on and on of Shit. of of things that you need to learn. Um, so it. Crams everything into a six-month course, and then um, on Monday I've got uh, a big, uh, it's called an oral exam, so the big final exam is with a, um, 
a master mariner, so he'll sit down with you for one and a half to two hours and grill you on anything that you you've learned in that time. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of it that you can't you can't um, you can't you, you have to answer it correctly. Yeah, yeah, you can't be like wing it and whatever like it's yeah. like multi choice. Like you have to you know no. answer it properly, execute your answer properly, articulate your words properly, and and you know really yeah. yeah they get they get stuck into you and you have to nail it. Yeah. Wow. So that exam for you is in a uh, like a week's time, is it? A week's time. Yep, a week yep. from today. So and it's been pretty hard out study for I've been studying. I don't know, a couple of months now. Yeah, just Fun. for this exam, yeah. Yeah, two months yeah. study for an exam. Yeah. yeah. Wow, outstanding. Yeah. And how long do you see yourself kicking about in this industry for? Um, I mean, for now, it's it's my long-term career. Yeah. Um, when I first started out, I wasn't sure how long it was going to last or, you know, what my what my life expectancy was on the boats. Yeah. Average life, life expectancy would be about two to three years for someone on a, on a boat, but um, yeah. You're we're in we're progressing in, in for the yeah. long haul, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so get this qualification, and then that qualifies me to be like a um, like senior officer on on a boat, and then on onto a captain as well. Sure. Um, so you know, it's a pretty serious qualification, and um, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm here for the long run for for the time being. Yeah, yeah. good man. <laughs> Have you got any fucking real crazy or weird stories for us? Uh, <laughs> you must do. Yeah, I've got uh, yeah loads of crazy weird stories. Um, Anything you can tell us. Uh, depends on the context. Depending if, if you want like PG or R thirteen or uh, adults only, or if you want like the the party lifestyle or the well, yeah, give us or, one of those. Anything uh, goes. Uh, the party lifestyle. Um, <laughs> uh, you put me on the spot. Oh, yeah. Well, one uh, one time I was in um, I was uh, I was in Los Angeles recently. Was it earlier on this year? It was earlier on this year. Um, and um. I go and hang out with one of the guys um, that I used to used to work for a few years back. Um, he's a good friend of mine, and I swing by um, LA a couple of times a year to go hang out with him, and yeah, and we just yeah um, shoot the shit and whatever. It's pretty cool. And then we were we went to this um, this club like in Hollywood, you know, one of the most exclusive clubs in Hollywood. You know, this like celebrities and influencers everywhere, and everyone, yeah. everyone's like you know. Like yeah, you know, it's just one of these. You know, it's something you can imagine. Like, yeah, yeah. um, it, we, you know, we turned up there and there's the paparazzi outside taking photos of us, and you know, because it's the type of club it is. And yeah, you're just like, what the hell? <laughs> so this guy's got no idea. Like, he thinks, you know, he's just taking photos. Like, you know, just on the chance he's going to catch someone famous. There's fam- yeah. famous people in there, but you know, yeah. I don't know who they are. Um, so we were, you know, you go in there and you, you get your table and um your table and your bottle service and you get your big bottle of vodka and you get your table service and VIP tables and all that sort of stuff and yeah it was just me and my mate sitting there and there was like we had 17 accounted 17 girls at our table like all just sitting around <laughs> like just yeah they're just all like you know all this table like dancing and you know all the all the stuff you know they're, they're there with you at your table and Jesus it's kind of funny and then I was sort of sitting on the end and um and my mate was sort of to the inside of the me and then all the all the um all the girls were like, you know, around the table, sort of in front of us, and then like all these guys like kept coming past and like thinking I was all the girls were with me, so I'd be like <laughs> slapping it up with all these guys, and they'd be like, "Yo, yo, how do you do it, man? How do you do it?" <laughs> I'd just be like, "Oh man, just, just I don't know, like just like play it down, but you know, yeah. <laughs> like just pretending like you know, all the, yeah, you're, like you're some like big ass dog with all this huge like harem of of, of girls." Oh Jesus! <laughs> my mate sitting next to me just like cracking up, like yeah. Yeah, because he doesn't need like prove anything to anyone. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. he's a pretty mellow dude. So yeah, yeah, everyone just like thought I was some like big deal taking <laughs> fucking photos of you out the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Same as from New Zealand, actually, yeah. guys. 
Oh, how good. Yeah. Unreal. Um, and so you, you think that any, any, just about anyone could have a crack at this sort of lifestyle? Like, they, they can come to Yachties in New Zealand, for instance, and actually they can get started there? Yeah, or, big time, yeah. yeah. So, so people get in touch with me, like, they'll email me and be like, hey, you know, I heard, heard about super yachting, you know, maybe I want to, you know, maybe... Um, you know, think about you know giving it giving it a yep. crack, and what should I do? And I say, look, just go to my website, go to the um, life before yachting section, and everything is there that you need. Yeah. If you've got any questions or need anything clarifying, anything anything clarified, then come back to me. I'm more than happy to help out. We can arrange a phone call if you need to discuss something. But hopefully, I, I think you know pretty much everything is there yeah. that, that they need to do and what they need to know. So um, nice they, just, they just jump on there, go through that that little process, and um, yeah, they should be away. Wow, so you've got so if you go like before life before yachting, then it drops down to a beginner course, extra courses. You've got yeah, like a list of all the different shit you need to be thinking about. Yep. Wow, there's a bit there. Far out. Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron membership. Do, are these people like are they right into their like yachting and stuff like the America's Cup and stuff or? Uh, well, the Royal New Zealand Yacht Squadron. Um, they they're the they um they're the squadron that actually holds the America's Cup. Yeah. Like that, that's who the um New, the New Zealand sailing team belongs to. Um, so we've got that in that life before yachting just for, um, we brought them on board just in case people wanted to, um, like get a bit of maritime sailing, sea experience, but they, you know, they want to give super yachting a go, but, um, you know, they've got no ocean experience. So, yeah. um, so we brought them on board, um, you know, just on the, on the off chance that someone did want to, um, go and do some sailing training with them or something. Wow. Yeah. So you, you like we we are you know we are hopefully catering for that you know for that person that doesn't have any maritime experience but wants to give it a shot. They don't have a boat, um, but they want to get out on the water just to see what it's like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then you've got your life while yachting, and then life after yachting as well. So there's kind yeah. of like the, the three stages, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And so is the life after yachting, and I assume in here there's some content around. You know, you might start making some good coin and whatnot, and start thinking about what you actually want from your life and yeah yeah looking after your cash and stuff yeah yeah so um yeah that's got heaps of um like uh um we put on some some on board some companies and services that that can help people handle their money like what to do with it when you first got it and how to get it back into New Zealand and what you could you know giving them options or what you can do with it yeah um afterwards um through like um through like investing um mortgages um, we've brought on board a, um, an accountant, and we've set him up as the basically the New Zealand super yacht accountant. Yeah. Um. So a lot of people go through him. Um. You know, making sure they're managing all of their finances correctly. Um. I'm just in discussions with um, a financial firm at the moment. Um, trying to get something off the ground, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully that that that'll work out, and and that'll give um our users a a bit of an inv- another investment option. Um, so he's um, yeah he understands where we're at and what we're doing and and, and yeah, we're going to work, work through something. Um, so there's going to be something um, coming out um, in in the uh, in the near future that's going to give uh, give our clients and all the super, Kiwi Super Yacht crew another another investment option. Yeah, yeah, nice one. And you are the inspiration for the uh, keep the change ten thousand dollar investment into somebody because we had a beer and you were telling me about how basically you did something similar, right? Mm-hmm. And you wanted to help someone get into the industry mm-hmm. and I thought fuck that's a cool idea and so that's um yeah I think I did mention it on one of the very first emails out about it that um you know you'd sort of planted that seed and I thought wow mm-hmm. that's a it's a cool thing to do so yeah 
Uh, we'll see how we go with our one. Yeah, I mean, I like to um, encourage people to be entrepreneurial. Like I said to you the other day, this is the this is the age of the entrepreneur. Yeah. So if you can, um, like, getting a, your first house is you know out of the question. Stock markets and crypto pretty risky, and if you don't know what you're doing, then you're gonna get wrecked. You, you yeah. can get wrecked. So people need because we we do acquire a bit of money. People do need another alternative, so I'm, I'm always encouraging people to start businesses and helping them out with yeah. with their ideas. Like, you know, I want to get people, um, you know, doing on something path. on that path, doing something creative. If it's they can do, start start something while they're doing yachting or yeah. after yachting, you know, start a business. I just want to, um, like, get people in that frame of mind where they can start businesses and and um and give them an incentive. Yeah, nice, yeah, mate. Yeah. Awesome. Mate, that has been bloody insightful. We've gone uh, 46 minutes there, so there's uh, a fair bit for people to get through. But uh, anything we didn't cover, mate, that you'd like to, to get across to the people? Um, I mean, yeah, you could go on for days about this sort of thing. I bet. Um, if, if, if anyone wants to reach out and have a chat about things, then, then I'm more than happy. Yeah. Um, you can just jump onto our website, um, get our email address off there, or jump onto Instagram and, and um, jump into our DMs, and, and I'll reach out to you, and we can arrange a phone call or, you know, bounce a few messages around and, and, nice. and get to where we need to. And so you're at Yachties of NZ on um, Instagram? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Down the down the bottom, um, down the bottom, there's, there's a link straight to our um, Instagram page. Um, if, you, if you Google, um, yeah, if you Google Yachties of New Zealand, then you'll find it because there's obviously, there ain't too many of these websites, so you can get a bit of a feel for uh, what you guys get up to in terms of your Instagram. There's about 1,800 followers, so people are obviously keeping a, a close eye, and uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's a fair bit there. Awesome, mate. That has been bloody insightful. So, cheers for um, yeah, giving up some time to not be studying, firstly, yep. uh, and then try and tell some Kiwis who are hopefully keen to be able to think a little bit differently. And there's you know, there's an alternative way to do an OE, for instance, mm-hmm. and not end up with you know, needing to study, you'd go to uni to start with, or whatever. It's it's all it's very accessible, isn't it? If you've very got, accessible, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's basically comes down to applying yourself, attitude, and being willing to, to do and think probably a little bit differently to how we're taught. Yep. And you can go and carve yourself out a career working with the rich and the famous all around the world. Pretty much, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. <laughs> well, mate, we better let you get back to those 17 girls that you've probably got uh, lined up at the Brit down there. <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, I'm keeping them waiting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome, mate. Okay, thank you uh, once again. So if you want to get in touch with Hamish or his crew, Yachties of New Zealand, give it a Google, jump on Instagram, check it out. Always good to hear from people that are doing things a little bit differently and li- living a life that is uh, outside of the ordinary, so to speak, but still making it work. So thanks again, mate. Thanks, Amy Luke.